and welcome to the Gentle Yoga Warriors weekly podcast in association with naturemeditations.earth. So let's do this. Let's reconnect with joy once again. So season two is all about observations and today we're going to observe how the third limb of yoga, which is known as asana, which is the most famous limb of yoga in the West, um, is relevant today. So this one doesn't need so much explanation in the sense that most people I know have gone to a yoga class at some point and even if they haven't gone to yoga class, they're aware of what yoga is. So yoga in the West, unfortunately, we don't tend to just look at this one limb. There's a lot of value in this limb. And it's the limb that I was first attracted to many moons ago when I started out on my yoga journey. However, I feel that there's too much emphasis on this part of the um, limb. So this limb and um, with not enough of bringing in the other limbs, it's all about balance and assimilation. So yoga in the West, asana, with the byproduct of gaining good body, there's been a rise in the physical limb of yoga's popularity over the years. Though, as I've said in previous podcasts, to value this limb above all the other seven limbs is a life half-lived. That is not to say this limb isn't without value, for it is. Asana is an excellent meditation for the body. It gets the body ready so it can sit in meditation and hence still the mind and hence step off the crazy, crazy um, roller coaster of life. Be it a pose that has held for some time, which is I the kind of yoga that I'm really um, enjoying these days, is actually slowing it down. It's quite easy just to to just um dart through a flow class about the um the receptiveness or the consciousness to see what or feel beyond you think the shape should look like as well as being good for the body asana helps us shift emotional stuff and bring us entirely into the moment so let's go deeper into asana it's easy to get seduced by the need to perform yoga But what does asana really do? Asana gives the body space to move prana, which is the life force. Um, It's known as chi um, in Chinese medicine, through the body, mind and soul. Asana, translated, means seat. And I feel like it's the seat of our soul, a seat of our being. Ultimately, asana prepares the body for meditation as we need to be subtle to be able to sit still for a while having said that if your body physically can't do asana I feel that does not stop you from doing meditation you can use a chair and you can use cushions there's many things you can do to help meditate for me the way that asana becomes a, a, a moving meditation is when you do the sun salutations sorry namaskar a Just to confuse students, this varies so much between the different schools and even teachers will all do them very slightly differently. 
I know in, in my own practice, I have about five different variations of the sun salutations, um, which I'm, I will use depending on what mood or what I feel is the need for myself when doing my own practice or the need of my students when teaching. To give you a bit more details on sun salutations, um, there's millions of people across the world that do these daily as a salute to the sun, a, a, a moving um, sequence of gratitude to life, to Mother Earth, the universe, God or whatever it is that they believe in. But whatever it is, it is saluting the sun, saluting the day. Um, for as we know, we never know when it's our last day, and that is the mystery of life. A handful of benefits for sun salutations are the removing meditation, as I said. They improve blood circulation, so all that movement, blood circulation, very, very healthy. The movements build breath capacity by learning to control the inhalation and the exhalation. Sun salutations show gratitude to life. And if you've read about the law of attraction, you will know this is a good thing. Sun salutations wake up the body and also help to wind down at the end of the day. Your, the yoga sequence moves the spine in different ways, hence releasing tension in the back. Sun salutations build fitness. Ask the Indian army. The body is toned inside and out. Stress is lessened. Creativity is cultivated. Meditation becomes easier. Sun salutations offer a cardiovascular workout when done with, with experience at a faster pace. They also um, offer a sense of being slow and going inwards when done slowly at a slower pace. You just need to um, Google it or whatever search engine you use and sun salutation videos will come up. So here's a, here's a verbal cue of what a sun salutation, um, a typical sun salutation may be like. So the person would stand, you'd stand with your feet about hip distance apart. The feet would be evenly um, parked. That term means you feel as if all four corners or equally pressing down. There's even space between the shoulders. Because sometimes we can put a weight too much on the inside of the foot and too much on the outside of the foot. Stand up nice and tall. Feel as if the quadriceps are gently engaged, the abdomen is very gently drawn in, and you're standing nice and tall. So tada, I'm standing in Tadasana, which is the starting pose, which is also called Samasiti if you're practicing from Ashtanga. So you'd stand up perfectly straight, feet um, evenly parked. You inhale, but you initiate the movement of the arms moving up towards the ceiling, but you initiate it from the hips. See what I mean? So you raise the hands way up towards the ceiling. You look towards the fingertips. And then as you exhale, you try and bend forward, bringing the fingertips down to the earth. So that's not possible for everyone. So what you could do instead is bend the legs if your hands do not re comfortably reach the ground. Inhale, come onto the fingertips, or you can even bring the hands onto the front of the shins if you don't quite have the flexibility yet to come onto the fingertips as you look forward. So you're trying to iron out the mid part of the back. Exhale, look back towards the legs again. Inhale, step back into planks. So planks are straight 
um, like a straight plank of wood. So your hands are on the floor, the feet are turned under, and you just need to Google the plank pose in yoga and you will see that perfectly straight shape. Exhale, you're going to bend the knees and then bend the elbows as you bring the chest down towards the floor. As you reach the floor, you're then going to come into either cobra or sphinx pose. So sphinx pose is you've got the forearms on the floor in front of you and then you're just going to inhale, raise the chest. Again, you can Google this to see what that looks like. And then exhale, you come into probably what is the most famous yoga pose there is downward face and dog so you create this perfect v-shape by having equal space between the fingertips pushing into the arms your buttocks come up towards the ceiling and then your heels come down towards the floor even if they never get there it's never about getting your heels to the floor it's about having that equal weight distribution between the front of the body and the back of the body i even like to imagine that there's a vacuum hoovering the backs of my calves to the back of the room whatever you do you breathe deeply so maybe hold for a couple of breaths or five breaths and then you're going to inhale you're going to look forward and then you're going to step both feet to the top of the mat. So you come into a standing forward bend. Inhale, you'll raise the hands all the way up towards the ceiling. And then exhale, hands by the side. And then you'd continue. So inhale, you'd raise the hands up. Exhale, you'd forward fold again. Inhale, fingertips or shins as you look forward. Step back into plank as you exhale down. Inhale back up into your Sphinx or Cobra pose. Exhale, downward dog. Hold for a few breaths and then inhale, step forward into your standing forward bend. Take a breath or two if you want to. So there's always a choice. You can stay for more breaths or just for one breath. Anyway, as you inhale, you raise the hands up and then exhale, standing. So that's a, a description of a sun salutation, but there's different ones. There's ones where you just step one um, leg back and then you come into this half moon pose. There's all these different versions. That's what's so joyful about them. Whatever it is, they show dedication. Um, so that's one way asana um, is very helpful. And the reason it's relevant is it helps us keep in the present moment. Also, like if we've got poses that we're having challenges with, we learn to work with them. So just say intricate and um, balance and poses. Some people may feel, oh, yes, I really want to get into that. But from my experience, the pose that takes the most patience and the one that um, I think we can learn the most from is Paschimottanasana, seated forward bend. The reason being is sometimes if you look at the earlier limbs, one of the limbs, um, remember, from the first and second limb, um, it was about self-study, but also about um, non-stealing. So if you cheat in these poses, you're only really stealing from yourself in the sense that if you round your shoulders because you think that's going to benefit you by taking the shortcut then you're really cheating yourself in the long run um i observe and i feel that asana is still very relevant it may be the most famous limb of yoga but it's very relevant in the sense that it brings us into the present moment and when done with a conscious mind meaning a deep connection with our breathing it can bring an abundance of joy 
purpose and contentment. So that's my take on why asana is very relevant today. Please join me in part four of um, the eight limbs. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Gentle Yoga Warriors weekly podcast, season two, the observations. So let's do this. Let's reconnect with joy once again. As you inhale, you raise the hands up and then exhale standing. So that's a a description of a sun salutation, but there's different ones. There's ones where you just step one um, leg back and then you come into this half moon pose. There's all these different versions. That's what's so joyful about them. Whatever it is, they show dedication. Um, So that's one way asana um, is very helpful. And the reason it's relevant is it helps us keep in the present moment. Also, like if we've got poses that we're having challenges with, we learn to work with them. So just say intricate and balance and poses. Some people may feel, oh, yes, I really want to get into that. But from my experience, the pose that takes the most patience and the one that um, I think we can learn the most from is Paschimottanasana, seated forward bend. The reason being is sometimes if you look at the earlier limbs, one of the limbs, um, remember, from the first and second limb, um, it was about self-study, but also about um, non-stealing. So if you cheat in these poses, you're only really stealing from yourself in the sense that if you round your shoulders because you think that's going to benefit you by taking the shortcut then you're really cheating yourself in the long run um i observe and i feel that asana 
is still very relevant. It may be the most famous limb of yoga, but it's very relevant in the sense that it brings us into the present moment. And when done with a conscious mind, meaning a deep connection with our breathing, it can bring an abundance of joy, purpose and contentment. So that's my take on why asana is very relevant today. Please join me in part four of um, the eight limbs of asana. So we're going to move on to um, the wonderful world of meditation. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Gentle Yoga Warriors weekly podcast, season two, The Observations. So let's do this. Let's reconnect with joy once again.